Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to Fighting Phillies Talk Podcast. Hi, this is Chris Wheeler. Listen to Phillies Talk Podcast. This is the Barons and the Phillies. Listen to Phillies Talk Podcast. Now it's time for some baseball talk on Fighting Phillies Podcast. Here's Rich Baxter bringing you the latest Phillies news, interviews, and analysis. Hello and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk podcast, one of the longest running independent shows talking all about the Philadelphia Phillies. My name is Rich and I'm joined with my co-host and good friend over at philliesbell.com with the Ring the Bell blog, Mr. Matt Veazey. How are you, Matt? Hey, Rich. How you doing down there in Florida? All right, all right. I've just, uh, just pulled in here doing the show right from... Ironically, Spectrum Field, down where the Phillies normally play ball. But, of course, as we all know, the MLB pulled the plug on it all. And this place is crickets. <laughs> <laughs> not the usual. Well, you know, it's probably plenty of times when they're not playing when it's cricket. So. Yes, indeed. Uh Amazing. I I went to three different stadiums today uh, in search of some baseball. I wasn't going to give up, and I finally found somebody actually throwing a ball on a field over in Toronto's stadium there, uh, their minor league uh, stadium in Dunedin, Florida. And uh, had to search it out a little bit, but it was worth the trip. Yeah. It's a. Uh, I saw. I was following you there on social media. I saw you made a few stops down there. So Yankees. Uh, you were putting up the Yankees um, um, emblems, and you over there, Toronto, Clearwater. So you're getting around down there. Lenny's restaurant. Yes. I mean, you've been all over the place. <laughs> yep, it's been a good day. It's been a full day of uh, sightseeing. Plenty of fans jonesing for some baseball. I've run into. Um, I should have interviewed him for the show, but that's another story. It would, would have taken very long. A lot of people from Jersey down here uh, for their annual vacation, some of which I ran into at Yankee Stadium today, and you know they were just so distraught. I even made it down to the, uh, the Tampa Bay Downs, which is a horse racetrack north of Tampa, and ran into some more Phillies fans because, of course, I have my Philly shirt on and I'm attracting them like a magnet. But uh, <laughs> even more people from Jersey uh, were in the area to see the Phillies for this weekend and, and during the week. So, you know, made a lot of contact with fans. But uh, over here in the Phillies stadium, uh, it's it's basically all locked down. They're still down there, you know, Rich, uh, as well as you're seeing. They're supposed to be gearing up, and I know you are too, for the annual St. Paddy's Day game. I have family and friends who are down there. I know the friends group that I have down there is supposed to be cutting their trip short and coming home tomorrow. My uh, family members who went down there left Friday for two weeks, and their plan actually talked to my cousin before we went, and they're planning on staying you know, they, 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 my his statement was, it's still Florida, <laughs> so it's yes, still it nice, is. 70, 80 degrees, plenty of restaurants, nice beaches, so 
they're going to enjoy their trip. Yes, indeed. There's plenty of things to enjoy outside of baseball, of course. Uh, as you said, the beach was packed yesterday when I finally got into town. And I had a fear uh, probably a week before the vacation that the signs were pointing to this. Uh, didn't know that they would close it down as fast as they did and pull the plug as fast as they they eventually did. But certainly there was indications that things weren't going too well. And I understand it with the state of the country and uh, trying to stay healthy, prevent people from uh, dying with this disease. And uh, I just hope that um, it comes to a quick end here because baseball now talking if they may not be ready by May. Well, speaking of which, uh, turned out that a minor league player with the Yankees organization was tested positive. And so all of the Yankees minor leaguers, at least according to Ken Rosenthal, have been quarantined in their hotel rooms. They're, they're actually bringing them food at their hotel rooms and such. So um, already affected down there, you know, at least one organization. We haven't heard anything about any big leaguers at this point testing positive, but with as many players as there are down there and all the interaction that has gone on and is going on, it, frankly, it really wouldn't be surprising. We've already seen the one NBA player, well, a couple of NBA players now have tested positive. So I think, you know, we're just at the beginning of this and Hopefully, you know, it only lasts, you know, maybe uh, three or four weeks and they start getting a good uh, f handle on things and we get a plan for when we're going to return. But as you said, uh, I saw someone, I can't remember who it was, but one of the uh, MLB insiders was saying that it looked like it could be May. So as you said, we still may be another six weeks away from baseball at this point. Yes, and Ken Burns, uh, the gentleman that made some nice MLB style movies, uh, documentaries, has been calling for PBS to start playing some baseball movies, preferably his. So he gets gets paid a little bit, I guess. But, uh, you know, he's calling on that network to let the people start experiencing baseball on TV if they're staying home. Uh, I did speak with family that are back home and South Jersey, and yeah, it's in full swing. Everything's happening up there. The empty shelves, the uh, the rushing of the supermarkets. People think they're going to be marooned for several weeks uh, without uh, the chance to get to a store, maybe. So uh, it's happening all over. And even here in Florida, I've stopped in several places. Water, cleaning supplies, that sort of thing is in high demand. And we're recording this on Sunday, March 15th, and I can tell you I was out this afternoon, stopped at my local, both Wawa and CVS. They're right next to each other, and, and there was plenty of stuff on the shelves. They were running a little tight on certain things. Uh, CVS looked like they were pretty much out of water, and their paper products, they were restricting to one per family of each item. But um, and they were out of hand sanitizer, but they had plenty of household cleaners and plenty of medications and things like that. So uh, Wawa was Wawa seems impervious to the whole thing. I mean, they were pretty much stocked with anything you could need, milk, bread. So at least my local Wawa was doing pretty good uh, up here in Philly. 
Yeah, it seems like they always have a handle on things uh, with their supply line. It's pretty, pretty good. And as you said, even up here, there's um, limitations now put in place. They don't want you buying more than two of a cleaner, a cleanser, uh, hand sanitizer, that sort of thing. And I heard an odd story you had to make me laugh, though, uh, when I was listening to MLB Network Radio about a gentleman from somewhere that stocked up on 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer, Good was Lord. selling them on <laughs> on Amazon for uh, probably 100 times the, the amount that he paid for it. Amazon pulled the plug on him, shut him down. So now <laughs> he's got 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. I don't know what he's going to do with it all. Yeah, people are, people are ridiculous. And there are – if you see these kinds of things going on out there, people can report these people. Um, the, the government is going to be going after people who are trying to price gouge people. So I would uh, – keep my eye on that kind of thing plus you, you never know who you're dealing with i mean somebody selling something on the internet that's not a reputable company like a cvs or a Rite aid or that kind of thing walmart you don't know who these people are and where they got their product and what they might have done to tamper with it and reseal it so you know i certainly wouldn't be buying anything from somebody like that unless i i mean i guess if i got things got that desperate but at this stage no way yeah, you got to be uh, a little smart. Of course, there are videos on how to make your own hand sanitizer that you can watch, uh, a little alcohol, and um, I believe it was a little like after sun lotion, that sort of thing mixed together makes an excellent hand sanitizer in uh, certain quantities. So if you're really in need of hand sanitizer, Maybe uh, plunder your medicine cabinet, and you might have the ingredients right there for yourself. So as we said at the start of the program, uh, baseball on the hiatus. We want to wish all our uh, listeners well of the podcast and hope uh, they stay safe and also um, practice good you know, hygiene amongst others. If you're out in public, you know, don't sneeze on anybody. I, I heard a guy sneezing <laughs> this afternoon, and... He made no bones to try to, like, you know, protect anyone else around him. He just started, achoo, and, you know, like letting it go through the air all over the place. But, you know, that's have nice. some common sense. Yeah, let's, be, let's, <laughs> I, let's help take care of each other out there, people, you know? Yeah, I was upwind from him, so I wasn't, uh, wasn't as unlucky as some of the people that were downwind from him, but uh, hopefully... That was just a regular allergy sneeze, but um, yeah, try to take care of one another, look out for one another, and pretty soon we'll be uh, looking back at this like we have several other incidents of the past. Well, back on the baseball front, uh, as everybody knows, MLB announced on Thursday that it was suspending spring training and postponing the season for at least two weeks. That's at least two weeks. They're, I'm sure they're going to reevaluate at some point within the next two weeks, and then there's every expectation they'll extend that. And a lot of the discussion now is on you know, how long a season will be and how they can organize the season. The Phillies... Matt Klintak had a press conference yesterday, which he said that their players were going to stay. Originally, they were going to stay through the weekend, but 
then they uh, recognize that every player's circumstances are different. So they're allowing players to go home. They were originally plans to keep their facilities open to allow players who wanted to come in on a voluntary basis to have informal workouts with staff members. But, you know, sort of like before spring training opens, like they do in January and February. But what ended up happening was MLB said, put the kibosh on that. They actually issued a statement today that's uh, uh, telling teams to close down their camps. So if players are going to be together, and I understand a bunch of Phillies players have uh, been together over the course of the last couple of days, then they're going to have to do that on their own. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm sure you're going to see informal player groups maybe staying close together to work out together. A lot of people are probably just going to go home you know, for a while and wait till they hear word from the league and from uh, their teams that they're going to gather back up. And I would expect with that long a break, if you look at the way they've handled things in the past with strikes, other work stoppages, you'll probably see the game have a brief you won't you won't see the grapefruit or cactus leagues resume but you will see some kind of workout period formal workout period for the teams maybe a week maybe two weeks where they tell you know give all the teams a heads up saying we're going to open in a week or we're going to open the season in two weeks and that'll allow the teams to begin gathering again and giving their their players at least four five seven ten days to work out together before that actual season begins but right now everything's just up in the air and we're it's all speculative and we're just going to have to see what happens a couple of weeks from now when they make those formal announcements yeah we're playing it by ear every day things change it seems anyway so what you say today may not hold true 24 hours from now and there was baseball being practiced here in florida today at the two facilities i was at besides the phillies there was no practicing that i could see but um, over in the yankees players were there i talked to a a source on the ground at the stadium there was some press members there from the u.s and from japan ready to take some photos there and then i as i said i went over to the toronto stadium and they were working out there some players uh, on their field there, uh, couldn't get in, but you could see them from a distance working out and, uh, throwing a baseball around. So, you know, it was still going on today, but maybe not tomorrow. Um, and as Matt said, probably, uh, who knows it's anybody's best guess on when the season may start. One of the things I did hear though, Matt, was how, this may end a lot of minor league ball players' careers because they simply can't afford to support themselves uh, by going without a paycheck with the shutdown. We'll see, Rich, and they may have to take some work, you know, in the interim. Or, you know, I'm sure most people, especially the, you know, the 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 more top prospects, certainly have gotten bonuses and that type of thing. And a lot of these players have family who will help support them. So. For the most part, I think they're going to be okay. These are uh, professional athletes, a lot of them. But there, there are a number who are going to be either having to make some kind of arrangement for employment uh, temporarily, <clears throat> or they're going to be relying on family and friends to help them get through this period. And, uh, same things going for employees 
employees and staff and the workers from the ballparks and the various organizations who who are affiliated with the teams uh, they're all everybody's going to be taking a hit so hopefully this all resolves soon you know, that's that's really the big thing everybody pay attention to the news pay attention to the formal releases pay attention to social media certainly uh, at Phillies Bell We'll be updating people as best as possible as far as the Phillies and Major League Baseball go. So uh, we'll see, Rich. You know, that's where we're at right now. Wait and see. And stay yeah, healthy. You, yes, indeed. You've done a wonderful job uh, expanding the uh, at Phillies Bell and Ring the Bell site. Uh, you have some great new uh, sections of that. Why don't you tell some of the listeners what's going on? Well, we've uh, built a staff, and that, that was the first step, and re redesigning the website and building up a staff, and we've got some good work from a few people. In the last couple of days, we had a nice piece put out by Sean Oakes from our site on Gene Segura, and uh, Tony Spina did his first piece today on – he's going to be doing a regular This Week in Philly's baseball feature. I did a couple of pieces. Um, one was my philography series, which is a series of Phillies biographies that I've been doing for a few years. Did the latest piece on that, highlighting the career of John Crook. And we've had uh, had a piece by Ryan McElhatton a couple of days ago on Jay Bruce's role. Uh, Sue Evans did a piece on the center field situation with Adam Hazley and Roman Quinn. We had uh, Brandon Bennett do pieces on Gregorius and Zach Wheeler's additions and the bench bats. So we've got, we've got a lot going on now uh, at, at Phillies Bell on social media and at philliesbell.com. Very cool. So check it out. And you can also link from the broadcast home of the Phillies, Fighting Phillies, Phillies Talk podcast over at fightingphillies.com. Uh, link to Matt's articles there. From the program, you can also follow me on Twitter at Fightin' Phillies. And Matt, I I got a nice source over at Yankee Stadium today, as I said, and he was even filling me in on uh, the stadium stock with all the stuff that they ordered because he said they had about ten to twelve home games remaining there at Tampa, and he said that. You know, the trucks came in, all the orders came in, the hot dogs, this, that, and the other. And, uh, you know, there, there's not too much they can do with that. They certainly can't return it to the vendor for the most part, although he said, you know, a few things went back. But uh, that's another aspect of this. All the, the business, the commerce, the uh, probably millions and millions of dollars now that have been lost due to this terrible uh, virus that apparently started overseas and has uh, wormed its way over here to the shores of America. Well, I hope you got some good deals, Rich. <laughs> I was I was going to ask him, hey, do you, you know, have a 12 pack of, of hot dogs and, you know, take them back to the hotel and, uh, you know, make good use of them. But, uh, yeah, nuke them up. No. Those hot dogs, uh, you can nuke them. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been nice, but uh, unfortunately, no. But believe it or not, in the Yankees gift shop and the team store, which did open today, by the way, um, only one that I've seen out of the three stadiums open. And they had plenty of hand sanitizer in Yankees small containers. 
a bargain at $9.99, not a price gouge. Uh, most of the items in that gift shop were, you know, accordingly about $9.99 or so, but you could have all you wanted. So if you were a Yankee fan today, you could have popped in, got some nice souvenirs. I, I picked up a few myself just to uh, show some support, as did sure. other Phillies fans, I want to tell you. They, you know, they popped in and bought souvenirs for their friends and things, and, and they wanted to support a team like the Yankees that, that chose to open up. You know, they know something's going on, but they realize as well they had bathroom facilities open for the people that did stop by the stadium, even though it was closed. I thought it was a classy move. I hope you stocked up on that Yankee hand sanitizer. <laughs> uh, I looked at it, but I was like, mm, no thanks. I've, I've got hand sanitizer, and I've got hand sanitizer at home. But, uh, you know, if you were a Yankee fan, now that, that could have been, you know, a memento. And, and, in fact, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, after this is all over, hey, this hand sanitizer was, was really one of the biggest stories of this year. That and toilet paper, but I didn't see any Yankee toilet paper. We'll we'll leave that alone. Who who when the year started? Who expected that? The big one of the big stories of the year will be hand sanitizer and toilet paper rushes. So, yeah, so those aren't good things. It's not a good thing. <laughs> I'd rather no, we're still really. uh, talking about reprisals against the Houston Astros, frankly. Yeah, and something else I also heard a little earlier was how this stoppage will actually help the Yankees. The Yankees, of course, have about four superstars on the injured list right now. Uh, apparently, they're going to be able to heal by the time baseball starts up. So it seems like somebody's taking care of the Yankees upstairs, too, possibly with those injuries. Yeah, and it shouldn't hurt the Phillies either. You know, we're waiting for Andrew McCutcheon to heal up. So that's a big one as far as the Phillies are concerned. Whatever Jake Arrieta's situation is should clear up. He was saying he's fine after removing himself early from his last start. So it would be nice to, to maybe uh, give McCutcheon a chance to get back in there and not miss too much time. That's true. Well, we don't want to drone on and on about baseball talk when there's nothing going on. The Phillies were off to a great start. I know we kept preaching that we didn't want to hold much credence to the you know, record that the Phillies had in the Grapefruit League, but they were doing very well. Bryce Harper was off to a great start, and now all of a sudden the plug is pulled. We don't know when baseball will come back, but we'll be here for you, as Matt said, at, at philliesbell.com. And his blog called Ring the Bell. You can go to Fighting Phillies for some insight on a daily basis as well. Check out this podcast. Hit subscribe. You can hear us talk about certain things we find. And uh, Matt, any uh, final thoughts for tonight's show? I know you have dinner uh, waiting for you. Yeah, just cooked up a nice spaghetti and meatball dinner for my wife and myself. So awesome. we're going to get to that in a second. But <clears throat> one thing I would say if uh, fans do get out there and get to visit – philliesbell.com. There's a nice piece that I put up today. It was an interview. We're going to be doing a new feature going forward called 10 Questions With. And it's basically going to be where I ask 10 questions of an individual who has some connection to the Phillies. The first one today is 10 Questions with Mark Carfagno. For people who aren't aware, 
Mark has for years, if not decades, spearheaded the effort to get Dick Allen elected to the Hall of Fame. And this is a critical year. Dick's not getting any younger. Um, It's expected that he'll be nominated again at the end of this year by the Veterans Committee and be considered once again. This might be the last chance to get him elected to where you know he can actually enjoy a ceremony. Uh, even in that case, it wouldn't be held until summer of 2021. So now fans can check out that 10 questions with Mark Carfagno interview at philliesbell.com and really give it a good read. It's pretty uh, detailed and informative. And it gives you an idea of not only Dick's career and his qualifications for the Hall of Fame, but also where they can go to help out the effort. Very good. So check it out. Um, and he has a, a strange nickname, doesn't he? Uh, He's nicknamed Frog. Fagner. He's Frog. Fr- Mark the Frog. frog. I believe he's a South Philly guy. He he was a groundskeeper for years down at Veterans Stadium uh, back during the 1970s and actually befriended Dick Allen. And that's discussed in the piece there, so I won't get, give too much away. But yeah, Mark, uh, ha- he's an insider as far as uh, Dick Allen goes. So a great piece for people to check out. Very cool. So check it out there. Uh, first stoppage of spring training since 1972 when there was a a work stoppage a strike going on so uh, let's all try to immerse ourselves in some maybe some Phillies history over the uh, next couple weeks as we again jones for some baseball to happen and almost feels like winter's back that that quick matt but uh you know, we're going to have to wait it out, and hopefully uh, our, our favorite pastime will be back soon. Exactly. Let's just all stay healthy out there. And you have a nice trip back, Rich. Thank you very much, Matt. You take care, and I will talk to you again on the next Phillies Talk podcast.